Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the 425 Show, your place to be for all things real estate and lifestyle related here on the East Side. Uh, I'm your host, Nicole Mangina with Windermere Real Estate. Interesting times indeed, now that we've got our uh, stay in place order with the governor, right? Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what that means for all of us. We'll see what it means for real estate. I always like to start the show with a real estate update. It has continued to remain strong. And it's funny, I was talking with an agent yesterday. She has some out-of-town clients and, you know, they keep wanting to check in, like, how's the market? Everybody assumes that the real estate market has come to a screeching halt and it hasn't. It's been the most interesting thing to watch. We're still getting multiple offers. We're still getting lots of activity on listings. And she was laughing. She said, you know, as she's telling her clients, this is how it's going. She goes, you know what? I would think I wasn't telling the truth if it wasn't me, right? If I was from somewhere else. But the reality is that it is. Will it stay that way now that the governor has the new stay in place order? Time will tell. Um, so I'll have another report as always next week. And I'll let you know if that shifted things for the moment. Um, so there you go. That's the real estate update for the week. This week, so excited for our guest. We have Dana Guy, the executive director of PEPS joining us today. How are you, Dana? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me, Nicole. Yeah, thanks for being here. I think um, I've been excited to have you on the show for a long time because I am such a believer in this organization and what you do. Uh, and I think it's now more important than ever. So I think this is perfect timing that we are talking today. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about what PEPS is and the role that you guys play. Sure, so PEPS is a nonprofit organization that has been in, we were founded in Seattle and have been in the area for 37 years. And our mission is to connect families to strengthen, fam to, sorry, to connect parents to strengthen families and build community. And we really do that by bringing brand new parents together um, in neighborhood-based support groups. So when parents have a new baby, we connect them with others who are in a similar situation in their neighborhood and we have these amazing volunteer group leaders who facilitate these groups and make it really easy for parents to um, connect with other folks that are going through similar experiences. Um, we really know that new parents are very vulnerable to social isolation, um, to postpartum right. mood and anxiety disorders. There's a, so many changes that are happening in that transition to parenthood and so PEPs is bringing parents together and really normalizing that experience um, and also just making space for parents to talk about the things that are going really great and also those really, really hard things. Um, we do at every single meeting, um, parents talk about the highs and the lows of their week. And uh, that's something that we do in my family sometimes around the dinner table um, and just really like making room for lots of good conversation and for folks to be heard for the experiences that they're having. I love that. I think, I mean, that's important in all stages of life, but especially when you have your newborn, um, because I still remember, you know, coming home from the hospital, I'm like, okay, if I can figure out how to not sleep for the next 30 days, <laughs> it'll be okay. Cause you just, everything, it's so new, you don't know. Um, and to know that you're not alone is, is huge. I mean, and this organization I know is, you do such a big thing. And I know you go, like you said, there's the education part of it. It's way beyond, mm -hmm. let's just get some people together so we can chat once a week. Yes, absolutely. So our, our programming is really rooted in something called the Strengthening Families um, 
the strengthening families curriculum. And so it's really about providing social support, emotional support, support for parents on getting information and resources that they need. And then we also have a moment in every group where we're providing um, child development support as well. We are certainly though um, not a class. It's not some, it's something where you come and get um, told what to do. We really embrace all different types of parenting styles that people bring um, and the diversity of experiences and lived experiences that people bring are really critical to making those, um, those groups help everyone see um, their own perspective and build confidence in their own way of doing things, but also help them see that there's a lot of different ways to parent and be in the world. Absolutely. Um, I think that's great because there are, there's so many different approaches and perspectives and to embrace all of that is really wonderful. How did you get started with PEPs? Yeah, so um, when I was a new parent, um, when I became a new parent, my um, my daughter's arrival was, uh, like, like a lot of new parents, not what I expected. So we had a really traumatic birth with her. She was oxygen deprived during her delivery and um, we ended up spending two weeks in the neonatal intensive care unit after she was born. And it was oh an incredibly hard start. Um, and I, I didn't hold her until she was a week old. There was just so much um, that I wasn't expecting along with just the normal transition to parenthood um, type of things. And when we got home from the hospital, I lived in West Seattle at the time and I got connected to some other new moms that lived nearby and we would go, um, we started with just like once a day, we would go for a walk and Violet was really fussy. Um, and so that movement helped her sleep. And that one day, one time a week walk turned into pretty much like a daily or sometimes a multiple times a day um, experience where I would just go walk around the streets of West Seattle with these moms. And um, they really helped me um, recover and from that experience they like they listened um, without judgment and were just so supportive and um, so for me that experience of um, the power of social connection inspired me to figure out then well how can I provide that for other people and so I ended up um, volunteering as a PEPS group leader um, mm -hmm. my daughter's nine now so this was almost this is about nine years ago. Um, so I volunteered as a PEPS group leader and then eventually there was this role there doing communications and marketing. And so I started um, just over eight years ago working doing communications and marketing about 25 hours a week um, and have worked my way through a lot of different roles at the organization, really have learned the nonprofit model on the job um, and now just became actually the executive director in October. That's great. Yeah. Um, I love your personal story too, about what a difference it made to connect with other moms. Um, I think that's so important um, now more than ever, right? Because it is, I mean, you're definitely prone to isolation when you've got a newborn. And even now, when you guys have switched to some virtual things to yeah. kind of keep that going and keep that connection going for everybody. Yeah, uh, so we um, have obviously been following this, uh, the, everything that was happening with coronavirus really closely. Um, because of the just being really primarily concerned about the health, health and well-being of our sure. family and our community. And so on March 4th, um, King County Public Health put out sort of more um, stringent recommendations around social distancing for groups mm -hmm. that more. So on that day, we um, ended up 
making the really hard decision to stop doing our groups in person and um, actually just right away move to doing all of our groups virtually. Um, so that was a big shift. We, we have invested a lot of um, energy and effort into technology. So uh, the good news is that our staff is really well um, set up to work remotely. And then our, but this was really an issue of training our group leaders to do this and just kind of figuring it out, figuring out what needs to be adapted. Sure. Um, our meetings are often, are most typically two hours and they start with highs and lows. And then we'll go into, there's time for social time and, um, and usually food is shared. And then we always cover a different topic at every meeting. And so some of that, those formats are changing. Um, and we had groups that were already running. So groups that already where the parents all already knew each other, where we were doing this. And then more recently have shifted into starting groups where they're really like going remote from the beginning. Um, sure. I just have to say, I've been really impressed with the way our staff have em embraced this. Uh, the group leaders, these volunteers are really still despite, you know, having kids home from school or whatever the hardship that everybody is facing, um, these volunteers still really want to connect parents. And we're hearing from the parents that, well, of course, we would all prefer to be doing this in person. Um, but it's sure. really, you know, it's working for um, helping them have a space to talk about everything that's happening um, with a new baby and then all of the other issues facing our community right now, having that space to do that is um, is really critical. So we'll be continuing to um, do that and learn as we go and adapt. Um, yeah. The other thing that was a super big challenge for us is that we had our uh, biggest fundraising event of the year scheduled on March 10th. And so oh, no. that was, and this is really, um, this is something that's impacting a lot of nonprofits right now. Sure. Um, so we had to make made the decision to cancel that. We had 550 people coming and really we're just in the final stages uh, of getting ready for that. And so that was another area where we pivoted and we did a sort of a, a virtual campaign. Um, and, you know, it's harder to like bring forth that inspiration and excitement that happens when we're all in a room together. But again, I was just really impressed by the way that people showed up for PEPs and for parents in our community. Um, and we're still, you know, we still have some work to do to get to our goal. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just another one of the many challenges folks in our community are facing. There's a lot of nonprofits that have fundraisers in the spring that they had to cancel. Yeah, this is kind of peak fundraising time right now. Yeah. yeah, if somebody's out there, if they're a new parent or about to be a new parent and they wanted to get involved with this, how do they how do they find a group? How do they get yeah. connected with PEPs? So, yeah, the best way um, to do that is to go to our website, which is at www.peps.org. And then on that homepage there, there is a link to find a group and you can look there um, and select the neighborhood or area that you live in and um, and then there will it will show all of the upcoming group options there and that's mm -hmm. where you register. Um, we do have a we have a program fee and it's a flexible pricing model so folks can basically choose um, what works for them again we're nonprofit so that's part of um, that's part of how we stay afloat um, and so we appreciate when people that people can that we can provide an opportunity for people um, to give what they can in that way. And um, and then ultimately you get connected with your group leader who sort of facilitates the group connecting with each other and your first meeting. And like I said, right now that's mostly being done via technology like Zoom and Google Hangouts and all of these amazing tools that we have out there. 
I think it's great that the tools are out there and that you're utilizing them. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important. And you have groups that go through a couple different phases from like super newborn. I just had a baby to, um, you know, kind of rolls through a little bit, correct? We do. So we have um, our newborn groups, which is really um, where we do the most, most of our groups, which is for babies that are zero to four months old. And so parents sign up, um, sign up for those, those are neighborhood based groups. And then we also have a program for baby called baby peppers, which is for um, parents who have babies that are five to 12 months old. Those are typically held in community sites. Um, okay. Whereas a lot of our newborn groups are rotated between people's homes. Um, and some we have some newborn groups that are also offered at community-based sites if that works better for folks. Um, we have a program called Little Peppers, which is for parents with um, two, two young, young little ones, three and under. And then we also have um, a program called Second Time Around, which is sort of like a newborn group, but for parents who are going through that for the second time. Oh, I think that's great. Yeah, and actually one of, um, we just in this last year um, approved a new strategic direction and one of the, that's really embracing um, innovation and advocacy and equity work. And one of the things we're doing as part of that um, sort of innovation goal is expanding the scope of parenting stage that we're serving. And so um, what we're actually starting with there is um, creating a program for parents of adolescents and teens. And love it. Yeah, that is something that we have heard for a long time from parents in our community that there's a real need for, um, that it's a time again where uh, children are going through rapid brain development, they're separating from parents, um, and and taking risks and all of these things I think we often hear are really isolating and hard for parents again. So we're really excited about that, um, that work and our, um, we have, have a plan to sort of do, do focus groups and do more learning about um, what exactly we should be focusing on there. And then we'll be doing curriculum development and hoping to launch some pilot groups there um, early in 2021. That's awesome. That makes perfect sense. Um, and it's, you know, I think would be a natural evolution for, you, you know, you guys at PEPS. The one thing I know is you guys do a phenomenal job of creating community and bonding people together. I have so many girlfriends that their kids are teenagers and they still get together with their PEPS groups on a regular basis because that bond is so tight, you know, especially when you go through something like that together. And I think it's great. That's a really, the perfect symbol for what you guys do and how important it is. Yeah, we hear that story. We hear similar stories a lot of groups that continue in some way, shape or form and not every group does. And even if they don't, those 12 weeks that we're getting them out of the house and out of isolation, we know are really critical. Of course, course. um, that is incredibly um, important when folks build community that they can count on. There are so many people who live here who really don't have, um, you know, they don't have family around. And really, I have heard so many stories of, for example, um, when somebody, when a family has their second child, they, where does baby go? Where does their first child go when they go right. to the hospital? And you'll all often hear um, that, you know, it's a, it's somebody in their pets group who steps up and helps them during that time. Um, one of the stories that I have, I always um, always gives me chills to think about is um, there was a mom in a PEPS group who was suffering with from sleep deprivation and it wasn't like oh, yeah. your normal sleep deprivation it was just uh, um, you know 
on top of baby waking him up insomnia and anxiety and some other just oh. challenges that were happening. And she went to her peps group meeting and, um, you know, knocked on the door and the person opened the door and she just burst into tears and was kind oh. of talking about what they were experiencing. And the, um, the other mom in the group just uh, took her baby from her and led her upstairs and they just tucked her into bed so that she could get some oh. rest. There's, there's so many, um, you know, just uh, moments like that, that happen as a result of bringing these parents together and kind of building a space where they can really be supportive of one another. The things mm-hmm. that come from that um, are really remarkable. That's awesome. I love stories like that. Mm-hmm. Warms my heart. Uh, what are some of the biggest topics that you guys cover in your groups? Yeah. Um, what seem to be the hot topics? So um, in every PEPS group, we always uh, have one conversation we, that we call the emotional challenges and changes that are occurring. And this is really about bringing um, awareness to issues around perinatal mood and anxiety disorders, helping talk about that and normalize it. Often parents will be suffering from those things and not even really realize it. So that um, is a super critical topic. We always talk about feeding. We always talk about sleep. Um, we have a lot of um, we have a lot of other topics that are really popular. Um, one is um, the like couples relationship, which goes undergoes all sorts of challenges. Um, yes, it's, it's different. Sure, right? yes. um, so that's that's another uh, going back to work um, and trying to kind of figure out how to do that. Childcare. Um, we talk about child development. And um, really, there's like a, I think we have about 45 topics that parents can sort of in the groups indicate what's their interest in talking about them. And we sort of use that to help us help the leader figure out um, where, you know, where to take the group and when to talk about those things. Um, mm-hmm. Have a, an incredible army of volunteer guest speakers who we can, um, our leaders can lean on to bring in to talk about a specific topic. So a group that I led last summer in Kirkland, we had somebody come and talk to us about that couple's relationship topic and kind of come up with some tips on um, on just how to communicate during this really challenging time. And it was funny because I, um, you know, I have a nine-year-old and a six-year-old and I was leading this group, but I learned some really great tools also from this around um, having a family meeting every week and talking to your, you know, helping your kids and your partner sort of see many of those um, unseen sort of things that are that moms are often taking care of. And so I feel like, you know, really these things are good for us all to be thinking about anytime. But um, what I love about what we're doing as PEPs is that we're, we're starting those conversations at the very beginning when, um, when these parents um, need to be thinking about like, how do we set up our relationship in an equitable way where everyone is um, contributing and we're talking about all of these different things and who's going to do what and how are we going to manage this humongous shift in our lives? Well, and it's so important. I mean, because I remember when you're pregnant, right, and you're going to prenatal classes or whatever, you know, there's, they're bringing these things up, right? Your relationship and childcare and how are you going to do all of those things? And it's good to think about that stuff ahead of time, but it really, like, it doesn't matter. You got to be in it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're hypothesizing about it when you're pregnant is one thing. Once you're in it, 
it's a whole different world. And so that's when the conversation is most important. And all those things that you thought were going to play out a certain way don't always play out that way once, you know, once the baby's there and everything else. So, um, you know, and then the emotions come into play in ways that you hadn't anticipated, I think for a lot of people. So I think it's great that you're having those conversations and so important to do it once you've had the baby, because it's a whole different ball game at that point. Yeah, it's pretty overwhelming. And I think you get a lot of information. Um, expected parents are really often in that sort of research phase and, you know, learning about all of the things and that they, we often find that um, parents are really focused on what they need, the actual, the stuff, right? Like which stroller and right. seed and all of these things. And um, we really try to help them recognize the import, importance of community in all of that too and how sure. critical that is. And of course, some of the stuff is helpful too in, um, but it's like, you know, for one month, this baby bouncer made my life more reasonable, but then maybe can I pass this on to another person right. who needs it now? Or, uh, you know, I, th I think just really sharing with parents um, the whole spectrum of support you need um, to make, make it through this transition is really important. Absolutely. And um, just like you said, to normalize things. Cause when you're on your own, mm -hmm. I think it's easy to let things escalate in our minds. Mm -hmm. um, and that is one of my favorite things about just this, your group and society in general now that it's okay to talk about this stuff. You know, there was a time when you had to keep it, you, you were just supposed to know. I always thought, you know, I would have children and there'd be like the baby fairy and I, you know, ding, ding on my shoulders. And I just have all this knowledge and boy, I sure didn't. <laughs> So I learned so much from the people around me. Uh, it's, it's really important to be a part of these groups. Again, if you're just tuning in today, we have Dana Guy, the executive director of PEPS joining us on the show today. And you run all kinds of great um, community led groups throughout the area for new parents. And it's just, it's a fantastic organization. We'll have links to everything on the website after the show, nicolemangina.com forward slash podcast. But if you're getting, you know, you're pregnant, this is a great organization to kind of get signed up with. They keep talking about the baby boom that we'll probably have after yeah. <laughs> this whole shelter in place thing. So my guess is we'll be re-airing this episode or we'll have to have you come back on. <laughs> sure, I'm happy to do that. Actually, you just made me think of one more thing I wanted to share, which is sure. that um, we talked about the types of groups that we do, um, but for our newborn groups, we do those groups during the daytime and we also do them in the evening. And those evening groups are typically um, groups where couples will attend together, um, right. which is really fun. And, and that has, um, that part of uh, our service has really grown over the years as there's been just the shift on more um, parents going back to work. Um, and so we, I, about 60% of our newborn groups are actually evening groups and those, um, and so I just want to acknowledge, like, it's really critical for those dads and partners that are coming to those groups as well. I think sometimes they're signed up and they, um, they maybe go a little bit like, I don't know what this is and I'm not sure I want to do it. And often they become the biggest champions because they, um, whereas, you know, I think you might find somebody else at work who has had a baby recently who would talk to you about it. I think um, nobody's really talking about some of these changes with dads in the same way. And so sure, the, the, our groups really do that. And they, they also provide um, that normalizing experience, um, recognizing the things that are hard um, and supporting your partner after 
after um, the baby's arrival and um, just recognizing the ways that, um, that they can step up and um, be a super supportive parent as well. Um, and I think those, those groups also tend to be there in the evening and they tend to um, be really social and often turn into, um, we'll have dinner as part of this and then maybe it becomes um, a summer tradition like a camping trip or um, a Halloween party. And so th there's lots of really um, fun things that happen, especially um, would say that with my uh, group of moms that I met, we do all sorts of things. And I don't live in West Seattle anymore. I live in Kirkland now, but my daughter really just knows those babies from that time in kind of a different way than her friends that are from school too, which is really, it's cool to see the impact on the kids and um, just how they know each other so well. And it's a pretty sweet relationship. That's awesome. Yeah. And I love that you have uh, the couples groups too. I think that speaks to um, parenting has become more of a team effort now as well. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Big shifts happening there that I think are really, really critical um, for everybody to be able to make this work. Um, but I, especially, I think, for women who are um, trying to have a more equal, uh, more equal footing in their marriage. And I think that's really important. I think that's great. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Anything else people should know about PEPs? Yes. One more thing I think that I would love for people to be thinking about if you're, um, if you uh, did PEPs and even if you didn't and are just um, someone in the community who wants to um, work to provide the support for other people, we're always looking for group leaders. Um, our volunteers lead our groups. Um, you don't have to be a parent to do that. We provide an amazing training and then a curriculum that you can use that has topic guides for facilitating these meetings with new parents. Uh, if there's people out there that right now are trapped inside and, um, and are looking for something, a way to connect people and to give back, this is an amazing way that you can do it and we can provide you the tools to do that. So that's just something I'd really encourage people to consider. There's information about volunteering on our website as well at www.peps.org. That is awesome. Thank you so much, Dana, for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. This is the PEPS organization is just something I think is so great. And I love your story too, about how you got connected with it and the difference it made for you as well. So yeah. thank you. Um, enjoy, enjoy the rest of your week. Stay home, wash your hands. I don't know. <laughs> Finally, our kids are washing their hands. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. That's usually what I tell my boys. Exactly. Yeah, you gotta do it. Gotta do it. <laughs> Awesome. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you next week. Take care. Bye.